From San Diego, California, this is a One Extraordinary Marriage Show, where being busy is overdone, romancing is fun, and scheduling sex has taken the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call at 858-876-5663. That's 858 858- Eight seven six five six six three. In today's show, we talk about what you can do to become more comfortable having sex while your kids are in the house. And this is going to be one of those topics that's going to going to get some of you outside of your comfort zone. And and as I say that, I want you to think about this quote from Brian Tracy. He says, "Move out of your comfort zone. You can only grow." If you are willing to feel awkward and uncomfortable when you try something new. And and for a lot of you getting ready to listen to the show, the idea of having sex while your kids are in the house, especially if they're awake, makes you feel awkward and uncomfortable. So we're going to be digging into that today. Yeah. As we start every One Extraordinary Marriage show with a hug, this week's hug is brought to you by One Extraordinary Marriage. Are you looking to connect like you did when you first met? Asking the right questions can mean the difference between a happy marriage and a miserable one. For a variety of reasons, somewhere down the line, couples just stop asking each other questions. Or even worse, they think that they shouldn't go there in regards to certain hot topics or touchy subjects. But the truth is, if you know what the real problems are, you can start finding ways to fix them. And the only way to really do that? Simple, by asking the right questions and getting clear and honest answers. If you want to know more, check it out at connectlikeyoudid.com. And we got this hug in from a husband who has just picked up Connect Like You Did. And he says, hi, guys. All I can say is, wow, I have just started listening to your podcast and I was really relating to what I was hearing. Then you mentioned your book, Connect Like You Did, when you first met. Our conversations had been all about the kids or other surface stuff. Which happens so often. <laughs> to all of us. And not really connecting at a deep level. So I bought it then and there. Although I had sent the link to your podcast to my wife, she hadn't made the time to listen to them. So the night I downloaded the book, I asked if she would listen to episode 140 with me. And for those of you that don't know, episode 140 is entitled Scheduling Sex. Uh She goes on to say, what you included with the download. At first she said, this is just all about sex. But after listening for a bit, she realized it was about so much more. It was about being intimate and connecting with your spouse on all levels not just in the bedroom. We listened to it all, and at the end, I asked if she enjoyed it and could relate. She did in both cases. The next day, I received an email from Tony asking if we had started the book yet, and if not, to make the time right now. So I messaged my wife to set up a time for that night. We had set aside 20 minutes, but where to start? When in doubt, start at the beginning. Before you knew it, 40 minutes had gone by. I was learning so much about my wife. We talked for about another 20 minutes, then listened to your very first podcast, (laughs) which is the 60 Days days of Sex sex Challenge. Yeah. He said that night when we went to bed, we had the best lovemaking session we've had since before the kids. Over 10 years. And that's a big woohoo. I mean, that's like, <laughs> that's like, hey, we're, we're giving you a high five, fist bumping you, man. That's a serious high five. To both of you. That's awesome. He goes on to say, we both commented that if one question can make us connect like that, then we are so looking forward to the next hundred questions. 
I'm so glad I stumbled upon your podcast. You guys are so relatable. Thank you so much for putting yourselves out there. And I want to just say, hey, welcome to the one family. And we are honored and humbled to have you part of the family. Well, and you know what he talks about just real quick in there, that connection, that sense of, you know, remembering when and going back to that excitement and enthusiasm and his wife coming on board with him to say, okay, yeah, I think this show is just about sex, but then realizing that it's so much more. Mm -hmm. So kudos to both of them. And, and to many of you who have already picked up connect like you did and are using it and are seeing the transformation in your marriage. And if you haven't go to connect like you did.com and get your copy today, you mm -hmm. don't have to wait any longer to start having that kind of transformation in your marriage. Now, as Tony closed last week's show, he told you that we had received a voicemail from a listener who was having some issues with the idea of having sex while the kids were in the house. And so as we're going to jump into today's show, Tony's going to play that voicemail for us. And I, who are military, just actually moved from San Diego. So I'm so excited to hear two people who love Jesus and each other in California specifically doing a podcast about marriage sex, and God all in one. My question is, we have older children. My husband and I are both very young. I'm 32 and he's 34. Our daughter is 13 and our son is 11. And they know about sex and we've talked openly about it with them. And they know that we have sex. And it's very embarrassing for me to close our door and lock it because I know that they know that we are having sex. I'm not sure how to overcome this obstacle. It's hard for us to find a babysitter because they're old enough to stay at home, but I'm not obviously going to go out on a date and have sex at 8 o'clock and return at 10. I would like to be able to find a way to not be embarrassed to make love to my husband with my children within an earshot down the hall. How can I overcome this obstacle so I can grow closer to him and put him first and not be worrying about my children hearing me so that I can achieve a wonderful orgasm and just grow deeper with him and our marriage can just flourish? I am so, so excited that you've done this podcast. My husband and I actually are going to start our 60 days of sex on Saturday after recovering from a terrible separation over the summer. We are so excited both to be back together and just to grow deeper with each other. And um, we've been married for 12 years. It'll be 13 in May. Um, we got married at 18 and he was 20. So we, we just know that um, God's presence is moving in our marriage and that you guys are definitely touched by the Holy Spirit. Mm. Thank you so much for calling and for sharing where you are and the challenges that you're facing in your marriage. Um, first of all, we are actually playing this email or this voicemail a little bit after when we received it. So you've probably already started your 60 days of sex. And kudos to you. Stay strong. It, uh, it's an adventure doing that. But really, today's show, we want to focus in on her question. Mm -hmm. Because it's a question that I hear very often in coaching, uh, clients are asking me about it all the time. It's a question that we have struggled with 
well, I, I will say we, because Tony has to deal with me when I get like the kids are up and I get all weird on him and it's an I, because I've struggled with it. And also I will have to say myself, I, I do as well. I mean, there are definitely times when I feel like, mm, son is down the hallway or watching TV downstairs. So as our kids get older, I can totally relate to this mm-hmm. because it is easier when they are younger and they, they have no concept of what's going on. And yet as they do get older and our kids know about sex, I mean, we talk mm-hmm. about it here. We, you know, we're open and honest about it. So yes, I think it, it goes both ways. Absolutely. And you know, it, it, what Tony brings up a really good point, and even as I was doing some of the research for this show, you know, new parents are like, oh, you know, we've got this baby. What do we do? You know, we'll, we'll try and squeeze in sex. The reality is, is for all you new parents that are listening to this show, get as much sex in now while they're little and they take frequent naps oh, yeah, and things yeah. like that. Because when they get older and they start walking around and talking and all kinds of stuff, you have all kinds of challenges trying to get the sex in. So just a friendly word of advice to those of you <laughs> with the little ones. This is a great time to be having sex with your spouse. Um, for those of you with older children, one of the, the kudos that I want to give to this caller as well is the fact that she's had conversations with her kids about sex. Yeah. So it's not this big mysterious thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and for, for those of you that have older kids and aren't comfortable and don't quite know how to do talk to your kids about sex. We've done a show in the past, actually a program in the past called the sex talk. Mm-hmm. And I'll make sure that, um, Tony has a link to it in the show notes because it's a great way to get advice on how to talk to your kids about sex. Now for being uncomfortable, the reality is, is that as our kids get older, they know that their parents have sex. In fact, it's a sign of security for the kids. If they know that their parents are intimate, there, there is a stability that that type of relationship brings to a child's well-being that serves them well. Mm-hmm. because it provides strength. It provides this confidence in what's going on with their parents' relationship. So I want, first of all, to let you all know that it's okay if your parent, if your kids know you have sex, if your parents know you have sex too. Well, that's, that's a whole other show. But let's talk about some of the dynamics here. First of all, sometimes the only two, time the two of you are awake to have sex is when your kids are also awake. Uh, it's one of those things where... You can, you know, come the end of the day, you're tired. I mean, let's face it. We had how many basketball games over the weekend? Three, three this weekend? I don't know. We had three basketball games over the weekend. We had kids spending the night. We were doing all kinds of stuff. And there are definitely times when you get to the end of the day and you're crawling into bed and you get your nice warm covers and you're like, I'm done. But morning sex, I'm telling you something, folks, if you have not tried morning sex, if you've been resistant to morning sex, you know, even if you have to get out of bed and brush your teeth so you don't have morning breath, morning sex is fabulous because it's a time of day shift. And yes, the kids are more likely to be awake and that's okay because guess what happens most mornings? There are cartoons on TV or they can go put their headphones on or they can go do other stuff. And part of it, Well, and as kids get older too, and I don't know if this is happening for you, caller, but our kids, as they have gotten older, there is no real reason for them to come knocking on our door first thing in the morning. Mm -hmm. It's it's actually, you know, I've noticed this change happening where they 
they sleep in. They, you know, we're cool with it on Friday and Saturday nights. Our kids can sleep on the couch downstairs. They can, as long as they sleep, we're pretty laid back. It's a Friday, Saturday, enjoy. So sometimes, you know, they'll end up on the couches downstairs sleeping. And and again, they're not really coming to our room anymore. Mm-hmm. They're not they're not knocking on the door asking us for breakfast or or needing us anymore early in the morning. Usually they're waking up when they do and they'll make breakfast or they'll do their thing. So that time period and again, I'm talking about on the weekends here because during the weekday you we'd have to wake up earlier for sure because we do have school, but on the weekends we have some extra time there in the morning where if we don't get out of our room they're not coming to check and see if we're there. And her kids are old enough that they would fall into that. Yeah. Well, into that's that category I'm... very much so. The other part of this too is that, and we've talked about this in previous shows, we as parents can start conditioning our kids that certain things are going to happen. You know, she made a mention specifically of feeling awkward when she goes into her bedroom and, you know, they like close the door and do this kind of stuff. To all of you out there listening, start if you haven't already spending time with the two of you just going in your room and closing and locking the door i don't care if you're having a conversation i don't care if you're taking a shower i don't care if you're having sex condition your kids that you do go into your room as your sanctuary the two of you and that is your private place and yes you will lock the door i'm a big fan of parents having locks on their bedroom door and the reason why is that it is your space and the two of you have so many demands on your time that you absolutely need to have a place where you can lock the outside world out and just be in there the two of you doing whatever it is that you want to do and if you start to condition them that this is going to happen then it won't seem you know if you're like we're just going to go and hang out in a room okay you know who knows what they're doing in there you know, and the reality is, is that your older kids and she even mentions it, you know, her older kids know that they have sex. Our, our kids probably have a pretty good idea, you know, because we'll be like, we're going to take a shower or, we're, you know, and our shower suddenly takes, you know, 45 minutes. It's a really, you know, and we live in California. So drought restrictions and all that. We're not taking a 45 minute shower. It's okay, and I folks. will say something when we got this voicemail, we made it our job this week to test this out. And so while, oh, yeah. while one of our kids was at sports, we still had another one here and we went through this. Okay. You know, little one is needing to read for 25 minutes. So we have 25 minutes and okay, let's get up the stairs. Let's lock it. Let her know that we're going to be taking a shower because we, we needed to take one. We just took about 15, 20 minutes before the shower to please and pleasure each other. Then we took our quick shower. Now, Here's one of the things I definitely want to touch on because uh, this wife and mother, you know, definitely wants to have a very fulfilling, and by that I mean, you know, leading to orgasm, vocalization, and things like that. And, you know, kudos to her because her husband's going to enjoy all of that as well. Now, vocalization, and this is where I think most women kind of put the brakes on when their kids are at home or awake, is like, oh my gosh, my kids are going to hear me. Right, like something's gonna happen, and they're gonna be like, "Mom, are you okay?" You know, and really, you're just fine, and you'd be a lot better if somebody wasn't yelling "Mom" at the front of that sentence. And I was actually, I, ha- I have to share this because I had a coaching call a couple weeks ago, and with a wife, and she was telling me how with her teenage daughters in the house, 
what she and her husband have done is they've gotten one of those noise machines, like a white noise sound sleep type machine, and they've actually put it outside their room. Mm -hmm. They told their daughters it was because the coffee maker was too loud, which I think is part of it because it comes on early so that their coffee's ready. But the real reason they bought the noise machine is so that they could go in there at any time and have a conversation without being overheard, Mm -hmm. have quiet time where it's just that white noise and they can just be in their sanctuary. And thirdly, so that if they want to have sex, there is something else muffling the sound and giving them a comfort level that they're not going to be overheard. And so, you know, Tony and I are like, oh, we haven't tried noise machines before. And so we've actually done some research. We're picking up, we're waiting for Amazon to deliver it mm-hmm. <laughs> this week. But we are picking up the Ecotones sound and sleep machine. And if any of you are interested, you can go to oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash Ecotones. And that's E-C-O-T-O-N-E-S. And you can see the machine that we're going to pick up. It's got like, I don't know, four and a half stars out of almost, I don't know, 1,500 reviews. Yeah. Because we're excited to try this as another component because like Tony said, you know, we get this voicemail and we're like, all right, well, we got to, we got to put this into motion and more so for me, because I am the one much more reluctant if the kids are at home or awake to be like, oh, you know, somebody might hear us or, you know, how are we going to pull this off? And, And yet again, it's still vocalization. I enjoy it myself. When kids are home, I'm going to be less vocal. Mm hmm. Um, it's going to be more of a, more whisper, more of a hush tone. It's going to be closer to Elisa's ear. It's not a, you know, it's not vacation sex swinging from the rafters type of thing. I mean, it's just, not, there you go. And the great reality, example, <laughs> well, vacation sex, you know, you don't worry about everybody. Else. You don't care about the neighbor next door. Right. Let them hear you go you know, for it. I mean, when, when you see them in the morning, you can just smile. Everybody just smiles. They're like, You're oh, like, hey. know what you did. Um, you know, hopefully those walls aren't too thin. And if they are, so what? And if they are, so what? Right. It's vacation sex. So that's what I'm talking. And and it's okay if you have that in your repertoire, you know, because here's the thing, and and I'm going to let you interrupt me in a second, because there are going to be times when the kids aren't home and you have sex and you can be as loud as you want to be and do everything that you want to do, right? Scream from, you know, swing from the chandelier, scream to your heart's content, do whatever, When the kids are home, you still have to make intimacy a priority. And the reason that this is so important is because at some point in time in the future, for most of you, your children will be married, right? That's, you know, as parents, we typically expect that our children are going to grow up and get married. And when that happens, I know it's my prayer, and I'm assuming it's probably your prayer that your kids have a fulfilling sex life as a component of their marriage, well, the only way that's going to happen is if they learn that somewhere. And the people closest to them that they're going to learn it from are you guys. And I will tell you why this is so important. Because I have coached countless couples who never saw any form of intimacy between their mom and dad and now are struggling with how to create that in their own marriage. You know, I'm not saying that you're like, hey, kids, we're going to have sex right now. No, that's not what I'm saying. No billboards, no text messages, none of that. But to 
suddenly have that as a component of your marriage so that they can see that modeled for them. So they can see, you know what? Mom and dad make each other a priority and it's healthy. And, and they, they want to be with each other and they want to please each other. And this is a vital component of their marriage. And you know what? At some point in time in the future, I'm going to find someone that I want to marry. And I now know that this is an important component of what I should be looking for in that marital relationship. Mm-hmm. It's not something to be embarrassed about, folks. People have been having sex for eons. Eons. And it's because, and I am going to touch on this, I think a lot of women carry this baggage about, you know, having sex around their kids because like, you know, we're supposed to nurture them and we're supposed, you know, again, good girls practically only have sex to make babies. I mean, that is really kind of, I was with a group of women the other day and we're kind of joking about this, that like, you know, it was actually, it was part of that Real Women Talk show when mm-hmm. I was talking with those gals and we were talking about, you know, how many times do people have sex? Oh, well, you know, you can count the number of kids they have. And yet, having sex with your husband. I mean, there are a number of you that if you listen to the show and you put it in your mindset this week that, you know what? We're going to have sex with the kids in the house. Your husbands are going to fall over because, and especially if you do it when the kids are awake, because so many of you tell your husbands, we can't do it until the kids are asleep. And then by that time, you're asleep. Or he's asleep. And Somebody else is asleep. And we've been there. I mean, that has happened numerous mm-hmm. times for us. So if you're going to go try it out this week, here's here's something I'd love to to share is, you know, check out that Ecotones. Like I said, we have ours ordered. It's coming. I'll have that in the show notes so you can check it out. Love to hear your feedback on it when you get it. For those in the one family who have kids who they've gone through this, you you know, your kids are now in college, you're empty nesters. What did you do? I would love, and Elisa and I would love to hear how you were able to still have sex in your home while your kids were growing up that was satisfying to you and what you did. Mm -hmm. And for that, come back to oneextraordinarymarriages.com, come to this show, come to the show notes and leave your comments because I think it'll be very worthwhile for those of us who are younger, who have younger kids, to learn from you. Mm-hmm. You know, because you may have some really great ideas that work. I mean, we, we've shared a few, you know, the, the ecotones. Make sure you have a door lock. The shower is a great place to have sex. Water's running. It's, you know, it, it's, there's noise. So, Really, if you have a lock on your bedroom door and then you have a lock on your bathroom door, there's... It's like Fort Knox. You're like double protected. You're right there. I mean, it's it's great. I mean, it's finding different places that they may not even think about. It It may be a quickie. So that's a mindset change. Um, You know, if if you want that mind-blowing orgasm... You're just going to have to plan it out a little bit more. Like this this time, this last week when we were testing this out, we knew we had 25 minutes. And, you know, right sort of in the beginning of it, Elisa was sort of like, well, we only have 25 minutes. And I'm thinking, Elisa, we have 25 minutes. It's it's <laughs> It's fine. mindset. It's total mindset. It, 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 you know, and it was just sort of saying, hey, babe, it's okay. We have plenty of time. And I was able to give her an orgasm in that time period. 
hey, we had to cut our shower shorter because we'd already used up most of our time. We we did that and we moved forward. You know, there are other ways in the summer months, if you can get the kids outside, you know, hey, do you have a basketball hoop or is there something that they do outside regularly? Can they get outside, get them out there mm-hmm. so that they're not inside? You know, that's another way of doing things like that. The biggest thing though is coming to the understanding that, hey, even here in the DeLorenzo household, it's not vocal. It's not loud. It's not, like Elisa said, it's not vacation sex. It's still amazing. And at the same time, we we have an understanding. And so I think the biggest thing is the expectation. What do you guys expect out of this? Mm-hmm. And going, hey, we have 40 minutes, so we can go for prolonged foreplay we can do some oral sex we can do some things here because the kids are going to be outside we, we got the timer on we told them we need a little time out we need a rest right now go for it you know you got 40 minutes on the clock you have some time other times you may only have 15 minutes and that might mean just bending over the sink going you know going from the rear entry and then taking a shower that's happened here as well And I think that's, you bring up a really good point is what are the expectations? Because it's so easy for us to always, you know, and again, it's this Hollywood thing that we talk about so often is that Hollywood makes every sexual encounter the end all be all. I mean, it's violins and rose petals and perfect makeup and an incredible orgasm every time. And the reality is, is that that doesn't play out for probably 95% of the population on any type of regular basis. And so what I would say to this caller is have the dialogue with your husband. You know, what is this going to look like? And then do like Brian Tracy said, move out of your comfort zone. Try it. Get noise machines. Get the ecotones or a different noise machine that works better for you to do that or to provide that sound background noise so that you feel like there's a buffer. You know, push yourself outside of your comfort zone. I mean, when we, we tested it this week and we're like, okay, well, one kid's gone. So at least we know they're not going to be bickering and, and, you know, doing this kind of stuff. And one kid's here. So let's get, you know, let's put all of these systems in place. And does it take a team effort? You better believe it. Mm-hmm. Both of you got to play to make this happen while the kids are awake. Some of you are going to be like, you know, that's the day that the kids get to watch their special TV show or get to have snacks or, you know, you run them, you know, do whatever. And especially if you're going to be taking on a 60 days of sex challenge or a seven days of sex challenge, the first thing we say when you guys are starting those is you got to schedule your time. Mm-hmm. You have to schedule your time because if you don't, it's going to fall by the wayside because kids will be home. They're going to be there and you're going to have to figure out how are you going to work around that? And so it's, it's really sort of just sitting down and going, okay, we can do this. We are just going to make sure that those days when the kids are home, you know, when we know we're going to be having sex when the kids are home, that those are going to be quickies. And believe me, when we did our 60 days of sex challenge, and even when we've done our seven days of sex challenge, we have a lot of quickies. There's not, it's not these long drawn out perpetual, you know, encounters, So I think that's one of the areas you really got to be looking at is, hey, mentally, are we there together? Are we on the same page? And for myself, as well as Elisa, 
vocalization, as much as we love to have it, we know in those moments they're going to be more hushed. They're going to be more whispered. They're going to be very close instead of loud and exuberant. It will be interesting. I will say this. It will be interesting to see how this sound machine works and how loud it gets if we're able to notch up our tone and that will be hushed because of the sound machine. And that's something we will talk about once we start testing it out here. It's a little experimentation coming, you know, we like to make sure we do all the research for you guys. So, you know, the takeaways from the show, the action items this week, try this, get outside of your comfort zone, put the systems in place so that you can, and just, you know, take it baby steps. You know, getting outside your comfort zone doesn't have to be a giant leap every time. Making the decision to have daytime sex when the kids are at home, that's your first step. Uh Figuring out if it's going to be a quickie or an extended period of time, depending on what you have. That's the next step. Choosing your level of vocalization and talking about what's going to be okay. That's the next step. You know, put those together and soon enough, the two of you will find that being able to have sex while the kids are at home because the door is locked, because you've started, you know, going behind the closed doors all the time, that's going to transform your marriage. Yeah. So this week, for those of you who have kids at home, who know that you have sex, that you've talked to them about it, you know, this is your week to trust it out. For those of you who have young kids, it's for you to start sort of conditioning and let them know that, hey, when mom and dad go in here, it's some, it's just our time. So This week, go out there, have sex when your kids are at home and when they're awake and when you're awake so you can both enjoy it. We love you guys. Have yourselves a fantastic week and we'll see you next week. Love you guys.